When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Match of My Career podcast. My name is Todd Schooler, and in this podcast, I'll be speaking with ex-tennis players about one of the most memorable matches of their career. In this episode, I'm speaking with Australian tennis player Sadiq Kadir. Sadiq reached a career-high 352 in singles and 134 in doubles. He won two doubles challenger titles in Burnie, Australia, and Kashi, Uzbekistan. But in this episode, Sadiq will be discussing his round one qualifying victory in the Sydney International over former top 10 player Nicholas Lepenti. Hope you enjoy the episode. Sadiq, thanks for joining me today. I appreciate your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. So you reached, you played for about 10 years on the tour from 2001 to 2011, is that right? Yes, correct. Yep, yep. Reached a career high of 352 in singles, 134 in doubles. You won two challenger titles in doubles. But today we're talking, we're going back to 2009 and we're going to discuss your round one qualifying match versus Nicholas Lepenti at the Sydney International. At the time, you were ranked 821 and you were playing against uh, Ecuador's Nicholas Lepenti, who he was ranked about 86 at the time, but had been as high as six in the world. Did you get a wild card into qualifying for the tournament? Do you remember? From what I remember, I, it was in, in Sydney, during the Sydney Medibank. And Sydney's your hometown, isn't it? Sydney's my hometown. And as far as I remember, I didn't get in, make the cutoff. And then there was, you know, the, ne- the, the next week was Aussie Open. So a lot of the guys who didn't get in, they, in the qualies, Sydney, because the cutoff was pretty high, they, they ended up going to Melbourne. But I ended up going the, the next day to sign in for an alternate. And I ended up getting in. You know, as as an alternate, so I got in as an alternate. And I guess that's a that's the bonus of a tournament the week before a major. A lot of people don't hang around, do they? So for you to be in town at the right time was perfect. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And then I had a couple of matches, you know, the week before. I got the Mandy Seaside. And it was, it was just a, an opens tournament, and I think before that there was North Shore as well. So I had a couple of matches, which was good. And then um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was probably one of my best wins in, in my career. Yeah. Lepenti, he'd been as high as six in the world. He won five ATP singles titles, three doubles titles, beaten like Hewitt, Davidenko, Ferrero, Curtin, Moyer. You would have obviously seen him play quite a bit. and So I assume this was the highest profile player you'd ever faced in your career. Definitely, yeah. When you look in the draw and you see his name, what are, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, oh, definitely, you know, I'm he, he's the favourite. You know, obviously he's, he's higher ranked, he's got more, more experience. Yeah, he's he's definitely the favourite. So I went in there thinking, you know, I I got nothing to lose. I'm just going to play my game, and I still had the self belief that, you know, you know, if I do things right, that you know, I can, you know, if I do, if I come and go with a good game plan, a bit of self belief, I ended up getting the win. Yeah, you did. So, like you say, being in Sydney, it's your hometown tournament. Was it a tournament that you you'd grown up watching? You'd been there to watch tennis like every year. Yeah, earlier on it was. The Sydney Medibank was played at White City, and then they moved to 
uh, ended up moving to Homebush. So, yeah, I did from when I was uh, uh, in the junior days playing. I, def- I, I, went, I went out to White City to watch a lot and then end up going to Homebush. And then eventually, yeah, I had a couple opportunities to play in, in Sydney, which was good. And I guess being in Sydney, did you have a heap of support there? Did, you, did all your family get tickets? Did, did everyone come and, and support you that day? Yeah, a few people came out and, and watched. Uh, my, my coach back then, he, he came out and watched. Uh, family and friends that came out and watched, yeah. It wasn't the biggest crowd, but yeah, it was on on the outside courts. Yeah, I had a bit of support, especially from the there's a, a small tennis community in Sydney. People come out and watch and support it. So that, that was that was nice because you don't always get that support. You're always traveling overseas. You know, you know, around your family and friends. So uh, that was nice. There's a lot of players that would never actually get to play a tournament in their hometown. So it's a that's a real bonus for us in Australia here in January. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This was actually a time when the Sydney draw was quite stacked with top players. Um, I think you now Bandin won it that year. I think Djokovic was playing, Songer, Burdich. So. It's a pretty stacked tournament. Before your match, like were those players there hanging around? Did you did you get a chance to watch them practice or in a locker room with them? Does does that kind of thing, being that close to those kind of players, does that inspire you a little bit? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, definitely playing the, the bigger tournaments. You know, being in that environment definitely definitely you know motivates you more because you know everyone's always uh, trying to. Get in the bigger tournaments where there's more points and more prize money. You know, coming from the futures and from challenges, you know, the the atmosphere isn't an environment is always isn't always as or isn't always the best. You know, so yeah, definitely, definitely motivates you to to try to play better tennis and and get your ranking higher to play those events. Now, obviously, there's no highlights for me to watch and uh, research on this match, so I'm going to rely on your memory recall a little bit here. But uh, do you have any nerves heading into the match? Actually, there was a little bit of a uh, funny, funny story before the match. I was in locker room. I actually I went to go and wash my hands, and Lapenti was next to me. And he looked at me and he said, "You know, he said good He said, "Hi, how are you?" I said, yeah, good. He said, "Are you ball boying today?" Because <laughs> I'm, I'm very small. You know, I wasn't the biggest player on, on the tour. And I said, "Well, no, no, I'm not ball boying today." <laughs> and then he walked off. And then I walked out on court. I was on court first. And then he came out and walked on court and he looked at me. And then he realized I was the guy in the in the change room. And then he looked at his coach and he was looking, you know, yeah. So <laughs> So you you rattled him early. <laughs> oh no, that was uh no, that was pretty funny. Did you uh did you have any tactics heading into the match? Like did you watch some of his previous matches? Because obviously there'd probably be plenty of footage of him playing, but he wouldn't have seen any of you. So that that can be an advantage. Yeah, I think that definitely, like I said earlier on, I think uh, playing I played, like I said, I played a lot of matches the week the uh, the week before, you know, like the Manly Seaside and North Shore. I think I would have got in a good like ten to twelve matches, you know, the week before. And then I had a couple of days off and then I tried my luck to try to get in. Definitely helped, you know. And then, um, I mean, it was, it was on a different surface, but, you know, playing the matches definitely helped. And then... Match fitness in January is a big help. Yeah, yeah. And then I have seen him play a lot in the past. I knew he was a bit of a grinder from the back of the court. He moves well. He doesn't this much. He's pretty solid. You know, good returns. So I, I said to myself, you know, I could stay with him a little bit from the back and then maybe use my foot and get into the net. 
you know, try to finish points. And I stuck with that game plan and it seemed to work. And I I think from what I remember, I I had a pretty uh, high percentage first serves that day. And that definitely helped to take control of the points. I actually looked through some of the stats and the first serve percentage was, I don't think it was massive, but it was, was probably around 60%. But you won a lot on your first serve when it went in. But the stat that did actually stand out to me was you won 68 points in the match and 33 of those were winners. So that's almost 50% of your points won or winners, which is just massive. So was that a predetermined game plan just to kind of pull the trigger when possible? Yeah, oh, de- definitely. I was, yeah, it, it was one of the game plans as well. Yeah, just to try to not let him push me around too much, uh, push me around too much. So try to maybe take the balls a little bit earlier before he does. Yeah, not getting into long rallies with him because you know he'll grind all day. Two long rallies, and then you know trying to mix it up a little bit, and then if there's an opportunity, just to try to, you know, really try to set up the points and finish the points. So you take the first set. 6-3. Do you remember much about that first set? So one break of serve, did that happen early? Did it come late in the set? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was pretty even from, from the beginning till mid, uh, in the middle of the set. And then I, I, I that's where I think it was, I can't remember, but... Might have been a 4-3 break or something like that? Yeah, something, something like that. Yeah, I had the little mini break and then I served it out. But yeah, it was pretty even from, from the beginning to midway and then yeah, yeah, and then I had a a mini break there somewhere. So you've taken the first set. You're sitting down at the changeover. You know your family's going crazy. What's uh, what, what's on your mind there? Yeah, honestly, I said to myself, you know, I don't want to think it too much of about you know winning and losing. I just wanted to just focus more on on my game plan and be ready to just to be aware of what he's doing and and just to stay focused and and if anything's not happening, just to try to change something up. Obviously, I felt like the first set, my game plan was working. So I sort of stuck with that. And then I said to myself, if I could, I could see with his body language, he was getting a bit frustrated. Well, he was playing against a ball boy. He wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Yeah. And then I could see he was frustrated. So I said to myself, look, if I could get off to a good start in the second set, you know, I believe I can, like I said, you know, in the beginning, self believe if I could get off to a good start and then. You stay on top of him, I could get through. I could get through, which I, which I did, which was good. I remember as well, during the summer, I I was lucky enough to have a, you know, a good training block with Leighton as well. He was playing. Uh, I remember I was lucky enough to have a little training block with him and he gave me some good, you know, training with him. I learned, I learned a lot. So what, what do you learn from training for a few weeks with, you know, the ex number one in the world? What, what can you learn and take away from that? Oh, I mean, he's, you know, his professionalism, his his discipline, you know, he that his don't miss mentality, you know, like he when he's on the court, you know, he hates to miss, you know, even if the ball's going out like two to three meters, he's still trying to chase down the ball and make the balls. Just all the the one percenters at that level, you know, make, makes a difference, you know, and um, you can generally see a clear difference training with him, someone like him, for a few weeks as opposed to just training with. You know, someone who might be ranked 100 or 200, for instance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, just before even getting there, he's, he's already in the gym, on the bike, you know, skipping and preparing for the session and and doing it, you know, doing everything right before and after, warming down, recovering, you know, getting in the ice bath, you know, taking a, taking a protein shakes and all that. 
the only one percenters that, you know, I think makes a difference. And I remember I read something that he said. He always said, you know, you always want to try to find something extra in your game that can try to get you through the matches, you know, and everyone knew, you know, Leighton was a fighter. When he was down, he'd, he'd play. He'd always play better when he was down. He'd, he'd always fight. He'd make him make him work to win points, and he was all. He was always fighting to the end, from the beginning to the end. Everyone knew that, and his his movement, obviously, you know, he was always very fast. Yeah, I know it was it was it was, it was such a good it was really a good good experience to to have a training block with him. So so during during the match, did you kind of channel a bit of that and just said you know just just keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Leighton, you know, because I spent had spent a bit of time with him, he even uh, left a message on, on my phone, and he said, you know, uh, you know, good luck today, go and compete well, and play one point at a time, and that that was that was nice, you know. That yeah, he was he was always he, he, he's a good guy. Obviously, we go to the second set, and you you, you take that one six two, so you've broken him a further two times, so three breaks of serve in the match, and he actually had seven break points on your serve, but didn't convert one. So you mentioned that you served pretty well. So you must have served very well at clutch times. The important moments, you know, when when he had opportunities, and I, and I think I, I played those those good those the big points well. I think that frustrated him even more because he was trying to fight back to to win the second set, and then I think he got frustrated and mentally he just sort of apart. Yeah. So yeah, no, it was um, one of my best wins. <laughs> what what happens after that? Because I mean. Your next match, you had to play probably the next day. It was against Alberto Martin, Martin of Spain. You went down in that one. Was it a bit of a letdown? Was it was he just too good? Obviously, he was ranked in the top hundred as well. I remember, you know, after that win, my adrenaline was was still, you know, was very high, and you know, it, I got off the court, and everyone was congratulating me. I, I was at first round qualies, and um, everyone was like, "Oh, well done! That's a big win! Congratulations!" I went straight to the locker room, you know, quick shower, tried to prepare for the next match. And I didn't have much preparation time for the next match. Like, I, I just, you know, I got off the court. Everyone spoke to a couple of people and I said, okay, look, I've got to get ready for the next match. And I went to the change rooms, had a quick shower, went and saw the physio, got a little bit of a stretch down. And then I, I ordered something to eat. And I was just sitting down on, on in the players' lounge. And I haven't even like I don't even I didn't even eat anything yet. And then I had a tap on my shoulder and it was it was latent. And he said, Well well done. He said, Well done. But he, he, they've been calling your name. You gotta go you gotta go and play again. So it was, I think it was like they giving me like one hour to get ready. Oh wow, I didn't know that. And I was like, um he's, you know, he said, Don't rush, you know, take your time. You said compete well, you know, well done in the first one. Was this because of maybe Sydney weather? Like it had rained a little bit, so they were trying to play all the matches on one day? Or Yeah, I think they were just trying to get the matches, the, the qualifying matches. I'm not sure if it rained the day before, I can't remember, but they were just trying to just get the first, you know, two matches in one day because I think all the main draw players were there. I think it was, I'm not sure what day it was, but all the main draw players were there. They wanted to practice maybe and, and all the doubles players were there and, and then the women was there as well so i think they just wanted to you know really get the first two matches in get it over and done with quick so yeah i didn't have much preparation time so i i went out there i i, did, I got my food i had a, i had a, a a little bit to eat and i had to go on straight away 
So you're still on a high mentally. You're, you're not prepared to play another match. I, I can understand why why you lost that one now. I mean, I mean no, no excuses, but, you know, I, I, you know, playing someone like Alberto Martin, he's like a, he's a grinder and he miss much, you know, like he, with new balls, you know, was, was sort of, you know, he can get some a few sneaky, you know, free points maybe with him. But and when the buff up, you know, the balls slow down and your shots don't come through as much. And the guy, the guy had the misses, you know. And then you, you're you're trying to ask yourself, should he stay in the shot in the points, you know, a little bit longer? He's trying to stay with him, or you know, you're trying to get into the net. And and then it was just tough to you know just come back, you know, after you know after having very little time. You didn't even get to soak it in at night when you lay your head on the pillow at night for a big win because you've had a loss straight after it. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a bit tough, but it was a good experience to play. You know, to two guys who were very highly ranked at one day at a very very short period of time. Why does this match still resonate with you so much? I mean, you did win two titles on the Challenger Tour in doubles, but what makes this one so special? Was it just because he was a top ten player and you've you know, you've knocked him off in your hometown. I guess there's a lot of reasons, but are they the main reasons why this one still resonates with you? What, fourteen years later? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you know, you know, I think he was a few years older. I've always, you know, seen him around. I even saw him play on TV when, and and being a big big name player. You know, I would say he, you know, a lot of people know him. You know, he's he's had a good good career. You know, being you know being top ten and playing Davis Cup, and I think. I think he was, he made, I'm not sure, but I think he made history at the Australian Open one year. He made the semis there where he played, I think, four, I don't know how many matches he he, he played to get to the semis, but he played all five setters. And I think it was he played all five setters to get to the semis and he made, you know, not many people have done that. Yeah, and just just because he was a well-known player, you know, former top ten, so that, that was something special for me. The next eighteen months for you, you went from about eight hundred, or we're on the what did we say, eight hundred and twenty-one at the start of this match. Within eighteen months, you got to your career high of three fifty-two. So, do you think that win had an impact on next season or next next eighteen months? Like, does something like that kind of boost your confidence when you go back down to the, the lower tier? Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely gave me a lot of confidence and and, and self belief to. To, to play those the higher ranked players definitely gives you a lot lot of confidence to go out there and compete with the better guys definitely yeah. I want to ask you quickly about another match very quickly just a minute or two at a junior tournament in Terrelgan am I right in saying you played against Roger Federer when he was on his way to his second junior yes, title yes that's definitely another one that's a, definitely another special moment in my my career definitely yeah we don't have to go too deep into this one but because at the time you wouldn't have known obviously that he was what he was going to turn into. But looking back, I guess, is that an experience you can cherish? And, and could you tell then that he was a special player? Honestly, I I didn't know who he was. Back in, in that event and in the junior days, there were so many good players. And I didn't know who he was. And I, I'm not sure what round I was in, but I remember he came late to the match. It was, yeah, it was, I was on the court. The umpire was on the court. I'm not sure if we had a you know a linesman and ball kids. He came about 15 minutes late, and I was saying to the umpire, "What's what's going on here? Am I going to get a de- get a de- get a default here?" And he came, or like I think it was in the 15 minute mark, and he said, "Oh, guys, he's coming now." He he had still had the headband, you know, ponytail, and so I went out there, I played my game, 
I started off really, really well. I, I was up five to thirty love in the first half. I was playing, you know, it was on a hard court. I was playing pretty, pretty good tennis, you know. You know, with my game style, you know, I like to chip the ball around and change the pace because I wasn't the biggest guy and move, you know, try to move well and try to take the balls early, get into the net. And I think it took him a few, a few games to work me out. And then he, he had a few, he had another level in him. He just started serving better. He kept getting around as much as he could and and to use the forehand. Yeah, I ended up losing them seven five six four. I think I might have put the score down wrong, honestly. But yeah, uh, it was seven five. It was seven five six four. It was definitely seven five first set and six four second set. I played the doubles as well in Taralgon, and we won the doubles. But they put us down as runner ups. You know, because when the, if you win the title in Taralgon, they put you on the honor board. For so many years, I spoke. You know, I I spoke to the guy in in Taralgon, and I said, I said to him, you know, we. We won the doubles. I think it was 99. And he said, no, no, yeah, yeah, I'll change that. You know, I said, please, because, you know, it's his next thing. Because I think Roger won the singles that year. Yeah, and I said, you know, we won the doubles. He goes, okay, I'll try and change it. And then next year went, right, went by, went by. I think it was three, four years down later. I saw him again. I said, you still haven't changed it because I went there to play Future. I said, please, can you change it? And then he ended up changing it. So you got your name next to Roger. <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. <laughs> Last one, mate, before you let you go. What are you doing now? And, you know, I believe you're coaching in Sydney. So where, where can people find you? And, and uh, yeah, where can people get yeah, on? Yeah, look, you know, on, on, obviously, you know, everyone, you know, with social media, everyone uses social media these days. I'm not a big social media. I don't think that they can get me on Instagram. You know, we have a, a website. My, my tennis centre is in southwest of Sydney, you know, in Sefton. Yeah, we have a website. I have a website on Instagram or, or you know, a website. You can get me on there. What's what's the website called? SMK Tennis Academy. SMK stands for my, my name and my brother's name, and the K for my surname. Yeah, SMK Tennis Academy dot com. Good to hear you're still in tennis. After all these years, still in tennis. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for having a chat today. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been good. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks. The First Serve is your home of tennis at thefirstserve.com.au. Log on to find out all the details of our live radio show, other podcasts, read weekly features by our team of writers, and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.